good morning and welcome to the Automotive Hour. I'm your host, Louis Altazan, with Mr. Brian Terry. Hey, between two of us, we'll try to answer any automotive questions you might have. Why don't you go give us a call? It's 499-9526. And, of course, you stick a 225 in front of there, and you can reach us from anywhere in the continental United States. Now, we'd really like to hear from you this morning, too. Well, that's right. And we always enjoy hearing from folks outside of the Baton Rouge area and people in the Baton Rouge area. Of course. <laughs> we just like hearing from people at all. It's a whole lot just, more interesting than hearing me and Brian sit here. Kind of jabber back and forth. Yeah, babbling among <laughs> ourselves. So, you know, give us a call. It's 499-9526, and we'll try to help you out and point you in the right direction. And we've got Nathan's been holding. Good morning, Nathan. Morning. I have got a 92 Ford Taurus 3.0. The transmission at about, I think it's a transmission, between about 30, 35 miles an hour. I can feel it kind of stuttering. All right, sir. A bit. You know, once it gets beyond that, it's... It's fine. Yes, sir. Nathan, that's kind of like a little quick shutter, almost like running over a cattle guard in the road or something. Yeah, yeah. Just for a few seconds, and then goes away. Yep. Yes, sir. What that almost always is going to be is what they call torque converter shutter. And Ford products are pretty notorious for that problem. The torque converter actually goes to a state called lockup. In other words, you got your first gear, second gear, third gear, and then it's just an overdrive. And then there's another thing called lockup, and that's where a clutch in the converter closes, locks it one-to-one so it quits slipping, and it gives you better gas mileage. What happens is those clutches will start to chatter, and the way you can confirm that for absolutely sure, next time it's doing it without taking your foot off the gas, just reach over and touch the brake pedal with your other foot, and if it immediately quits, that's what it is. Because when it sees the brakes applied, it's going to go out of lockup. But the fix most of the time is going to be a proper transmission service. And when I say a proper service, you don't want to flush. And you got to be very, very careful that you put the right fluid back in that one. That one should have Mercon 5 in it. What can actually bring that on is if someone services it and puts like Dextron or something like that in it, which is the wrong fluid. But a proper service where they drain the pan, change the filter, put the proper fluid, and there's a couple other things you can check. But that clears that up most of the time. The times where it won't clear it up, there is actually another additive you can put called a friction modifier that will help a lot of times. If it's a severe case and that just doesn't clear it up, you would maybe have to change the torque converter. But I got to say, 99% of the time, we fix that with a proper service. Okay, now I got this car from my sister, and it's got about 120 on it. I don't, it's never been serviced. Well, that's probably, yeah, the, the fluid is degraded in it, and the friction modifiers have gone away, and so it's, those clutches are starting to chatter. Pretty important to get something done with there, Nathan, because if you let it go, it's going to end up buying a transmission. Now, it, it's probably right down where it needs on the stick where it says to add. It's, you know, that you got yeah, that well, the level it. is a different thing from the quality of the fluid. So okay. it can be full, it can be low, it can be all kinds of things, but it's got to have the right fluid, and its fluid can't be deteriorated, which after 120,000 miles, that fluid's gone. Even if it got changed once. Yeah, even if it got the changed once. The fluid is just, still deteriorated. Yeah, that fluid should actually be done about every 30,000 miles right. in that car, according to Ford. Yeah, there's a lot of people that claim that if you don't I know, change it, I know. Once, it's just like cool, people right? who say, I hadn't brushed my teeth in six months, so I ain't never going to brush them again. <laughs> <laughs> a proper service can absolutely never hurt that car, ever, okay. and might buy you some time. That old wives' tale comes from people who... Either the transmission was on its way out and they decided to go get it serviced, and, of course, it was just too little too late and it failed anyway. The service didn't knock it out. The 150,000 miles without a service knocked it out. Or it is possible you can bring it to some knucklehead and he can service it wrong and cause a problem. But a proper service can absolutely never hurt the car, and it will buy you some time, and it should cure that problem. Okay. All righty. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for calling, Nathan. Bye-bye. Four nine 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 five two six. The number. If you want to be part of the automotive eye, we would love to have you. Why don't you go ahead and give us a call? And just in case you don't care to call in, or maybe something occurred to you during the week, or even after the show goes off the air at eleven right. o'clock, that's it. You can always visit our website any time of the day or night, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Get your questions answered that way. The address is www.agcoauto.com. You can take the acronym Altazan's Garage Company. That is A G C O. We'll get you to our website. There's a contact bar on every page. Just fill out the form and send it in. Lewis will get it back to you within 24 hours. That's right. And oftentimes, much, much sooner than 24 hours because I generally have a computer in front of me. Yeah, pretty much all day. <laughs> About 16 hours out of the day at yeah. least, even on vacation. And even at work, I tend to check my email occasionally like on a Monday or something when we are extremely busy getting cars checked in. I may not check it till afternoon. But most time during the day, whenever I get a break, I do check it. So most time you can get an answer even quicker than that. But you will always get it back within 24 hours or less. And should you happen not to, recheck your return address because if it comes in one character off, it's real hard. Some of them are hard to straighten out and get back to you. That's correct. If you make an error typing your email address in and I hit reply button, it's just going to bounce back to me, so I'm not going to get it. So if you hadn't gotten an answer from me within 24 hours, just go ahead and resend it. I never ignore anyone. I never just don't reply. So Correct. If you have not gotten an answer from me within 24 hours, then just go ahead and resend it, and I will get an answer to you. While you're on the site, lots of other good things you can do. There's a vehicle question section, which if you go in, you will probably find an answer, quick to the point answer of what what you're looking for. You're looking for anyway. Uh-huh. And that's fine. If you don't want to do it, I certainly don't mind you sending an email, and I'll get you a personal answer. There's also a segment called Detailed Topics, and that's a much, much more in-depth answer. In fact, the last caller, there is an article on Torque Converter Shutter. Correct. And if you would go and hit the search bar and type in Torque Converter or something to that effect, it'll bring that article up. And it will give you pictures. It'll show you exactly how this happens, why this happens, how to prevent it, and all that sort of thing. Put one on this morning on discount auto parts and how much they really cost. Correct. Because that a lot is... of people don't realize the true cost. One example is a gentleman, and this was a personal experience of mine because he ended up bringing the car to us, but his starter went out, and he had it at a reputable shop who quoted him a price. Well, he decided that was too high. He took it somewhere else, saved about $75 getting in okay. off-brand starter put on. It goes out six months later, and now that tears up the flywheel. Well, that's a big job now. Yeah, now he's got a $1,200 repair. Exactly, because the transmission has to come out instead of just the starter being unbolted and changed that's out. That's right, and change the flex plate. So, And he made the statement to me, wow, I just can't afford cheap parts. <laughs> <laughs> and that was sort of the incentive I used to write this article. Uh-huh. I said, well, let me, let me bring this man's experience to some other folks. Maybe he can save him some money. But good article. Pop on there, see what you think. Tons of other good things. I think you'll run out of time before you run out of things to read. Oh, most definitely. All unbiased, <laughs> great information. Yeah, nothing to sell. It's not trying to push anything on you. Just giving you good information. www.agcoauto.com. I think you really like it. And we're going back to our phone lines. We've got Richard on the line. Good morning, Richard. Morning. Yes, Good sir. Morning. 2011 Toyota pickup. Yes, sir. All right. I've been taking advantage of the free oil changes. Okay. But I've been alternating because I don't run my truck. 5,000 miles between oil changes, so every other change, I bring it to yes, a local Toyota dealer to get my oil changed. Mm-hmm. All right, I use Toyota filters, bought a dozen of them. Good deal. I bought the truck. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that when they change the oil, the filter they use is bigger than the filter that I bought from them when I bought the truck. Hmm. Do they have different part numbers on them? 
I haven't checked the part numbers, but it's yeah. about an inch or so longer. Is that a Tacoma, Richard? Yeah. With a 3.4 liter? Four-wheel drive. I think that's going to be a YZZ D1 filter goes on that one. I believe. but There's a D1 and there's a D3. Really, I think most all the Toyota filters are the same size, are very close to the same size if it's the right filter. So I'm not sure I'd have to see the filter. You might look at the part number on it. The last five digits will be a YZZ and like be like a D1, D2, D3, A1, A3. That's how Toyota part numbers run. Yeah. I would probably make sure they're putting the right filter on because there is, like I said, the, the D1, I think, fits most of the six-cylinder engines. The D3, I think, fits most of the V8 engines. I've never tried to interchange them, although it may interchange. I don't know. They've I would want the proper filter on there. They've done it three consecutive times. Wow. Yeah, and see, it may be they just don't want to stock all the different filters, and they found out this one will fit, and they're just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing, but... Get the part number off of the filter that's on there and email it to me on my contact on my website, and I'll look up the proper filter, and I'll tell you if that's the right number or not. Alrighty. I wonder if it makes a difference because this is a four-wheel drive truck. Because it takes more oil, I know, than a two-wheel drive truck. I don't think so, and I would have to check service data, but I believe all of the 3.4-liter Toyota engines take the same filter. And I wouldn't swear to that, but like I said, if you send me an email with the part number that's on the filter, I will look it up for you, and, and I can get you an answer. Okay. Alrighty. Thank you, Lou. Okay, Richard, thanks for calling, man. Bye-bye. We're going back to our phone lines. We've got Sean online. Good morning, Sean. Hey, General. How you doing today? Doing great, sir. Doing great. Hey, I want to let you know that I think you guys reward a good service for, for the community. I, I appreciate it. Well, thank, so you. Thank, you. People. thank you. I have a Chevy Silverado uh-huh. truck, and every once in a while, the temperature gauge goes down to, actually, not zero, but 160. That's the lowest thing it is. Yes, sir. Right. And it tells you that the engine's hot, but it's not, because I've checked several times. And then it turns off AC. Yes, sir. Uh huh. And I want to know if that's a problem with the instrument panel or is it a problem? No, it's got to be the sensor, Sean, because if it was an instrument panel, it wouldn't turn off the AC. Right. Okay. It would just, so that's it would on the other side of it. It would turn the gauges light. Check yeah, the, the, gauges the, the light, light on. may come on and all that, but if the AC is turning off, the computer thinks it's too hot. And right. so it's got to be either the sensor or the wiring from the sensor to the computer. Or it could possibly be a computer problem where the computer is actually misinterpreting the signal. That can happen. Not real common, but it can happen. But it's intermittent. You know, it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, electrical things sometimes are. You know, particularly if it's like a bad connection somewhere. Basically, the way a temperature sensor works, it's a thermistor, which means it's a sort of a variable resistor. As the temperature increases, the resistance either increases or decreases, depending on how it's built. So the voltage coming out of it increases or decreases, and that voltage is what the computer reads as temperature. So let's say we got a bad connection and the voltage decreases. Well, then it may think that it's overheating because of that. And that could be intermittent because it may not be a broken connection, just maybe loose or corroded. So you just really need to get in there and see what's going on. That can be tested real easy in a shop. They, they can test that sensor and tell you if it's good or bad. Or, you know, if you want to try something yourself, those sensors are not real expensive. You might just try changing the sensor and see if that doesn't fix it. Yeah, I found what it is. It's really, it's really close to the uh, thermostat. There's two sensors on it, one for the gauge and one for the, the computer. Computer, so make right. sure you get the right one. Oh, okay. All righty. The, the, the oddball thing is it doesn't it doesn't tell the temperature gauge to max out. It goes down right. to nothing. Right. Well, there's two different sensors. It may be a broken wire between them or something where one's losing circuit and that sort of thing. It doesn't <laughs> ne- necessarily follow a logical order. <laughs> okay. 
right, and then that's something that uh, a shop can just yes, sir, very easily in their machine, and they can. They're not going to have to take an old meter and trace a bunch of stuff, right? Well, well it, it's going to need to be occurring whenever they check it, unless right. there's a code or something stored for it. So, yeah, it's going to probably take a little bit of detective work to find it. All right, Jim, I All right. appreciate it. Okay, right. answer. Thanks, Sean. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with more on the Automotive Hour. Travel my way. Mike Rohn here with Baton Rouge's newest talk show, My Oh Mayan, dedicated to helping people who thought the world would end December 21st, 2012. Caller, you're on the air. Mike, I'm up the creek. So what did you do? I maxed out all my credit cards, sold my stocks, my house, and my boat so I could travel the world before the world ended. Kept my 85 Mustang, though. Well, one thing I can recommend is to take your car in for regular maintenance at Agco Automotive. By taking care of your car, you'll save money in the long run by not having to pay for huge repairs. And with the money you save, you can pay down some of that debt. If you want to learn more about why Agco is the place to go, visit agcoauto.com. That's A-G-C-O-A-U-T-O.com. There's one other big problem. I sold all my vital organs on a website in Uzbekistan, and now someone named Aziz keeps showing up on my caller ID. Well, hmm. Lay low, brother. Lay low. Hey, welcome back. If you just join us, this is the Automotive Hour. I'm your host, Louis Altazan, with Mr. Brian Terry. Hey, between two of us, we'll try to answer any automotive questions you might have. You just go ahead and give us a call. 499-9526 will get you right straight to us. You add a 225, you can reach us from anywhere in the continental United States. And we'd sure like to hear from you this and morning. possibly even beyond. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried to call from outside the United States, so... Me either. I started I've, I've been outside the, the continental United States several times and just never had the urge to call back. That's right. I've got all. I've been all over the world quite a few times, but just never had the money to <laughs> make a phone call back. So. <laughs> the internet is so much easier. That's right. Well, I, most of my travel was done even before they had the internet, but still and all, I just did not have the coins to cough up for an international call. I take that back. I did call here from Paris, France one time. Yeah? I called my mother on Christmas Day from Paris, France one time. It had to go through the post office. Really? Yeah, and it's been... That's been a long time ago. That's 35, 40 years. You had to call the post office to get them to put the call through, and then they'd call you back when the call was ready. I'm sure things have changed since then. I'm more than sure that. (laughs) Probably a little bit easier than that these days. (laughs) Hey, let's go to the phone lines. Warren, good morning, Warren. Good morning. How you doing? Doing great, sir. Doing great. I'm calling to see if maybe my sister-in-law got taken to the cleaners with her car. It's a three-year-old Camry, and about uh, two weeks ago, I had to go jump her off, and uh, she took it into the shop, and they told her the alternator on it was bad, so they okay. put a $450 alternator All right. on it. And then about a week later, they did the same thing. Well, then she took it back to them, and they said, oh, your battery's got a dry cell. That was your problem. So, But they did tell her the alternator was a problem, too. I'm just Yeah, thinking. Warren, i, I got to tell you, that could very well be legitimate because what happens when a battery goes dead, particularly uh, if it's a couple of years old, and there's when the alternator went bad, the battery probably went dead or at least got pretty weak. I can tell you when an older battery gets weak, it ain't coming back. It's going to die, and normally two, three weeks, a month, two months later. Normally what I recommend to folks, if the alternator's bad and the battery's been severely discharged and it's an older battery, I recommend to them just do it all at one time. Because an old battery is going to end up damaging a new alternator, for one thing. And I know it sounds coincidental, but I have seen that happen many, many times. I would find out, I mean, if the battery was fairly new, maybe you'd be a little more suspicious. But if the battery was a year, two years, three years old, 
and it went dead because of the alternator, yeah, that's that's pretty common to happen. The only thing I would kind of hold against them is why didn't they suggest you change the battery while they had it in the first time? But you know, every shop's got their own ways of doing things. Okay. Well, that's what I was calling about. I appreciate you. Yeah. Help. All right, Warren. Thank you. Thanks, man. All Bye-bye. Right. 499-9526. A number of you want to be part of the Automotive Hour. We would love to have you. And we've got David on the line. Good morning, David. Hey, good morning, Lewis. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Thank you. I have a 2000 Honda Accord with a little four-cylinder VTEC. Yes, sir. Here lately, it's been hard to start, especially after you've run it, say, for, you know, let it sit 30 minutes, and it's just, it's hard to start. It's acting like the cylinders are getting too much gas in it. Yes, sir. Well, it could very well be, David. Well, I'll tell you what I did the other day. I've tried a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I've tried a fuel pump, and i tried some different injectors. Mm -hmm. Finally, the other day, I had the plugs out of it, and I shined my light in there, and I saw some antifreeze. Uh Uh-oh. Sound like a head gasket, I'm thinking. Well, that would certainly do it as well. And if it's ever been overheated a time or two, the little four-cylinder Honda is a great little motor, but it's yep. an aluminum head, and it really doesn't like to get overheated at all. And yeah, well, it, if it's ever it been got overheated, overheated about two years ago. Well, yeah, that would definitely do it, David. It'll warp that head, and the head gas will start leaking. And what happens when the coolant goes into the cylinder it's basically like putting fire out. And after it yeah. runs a couple of times, injector squirting there a few times, it fires a few times, it'll eventually burn it on out and it'll run okay. Right. Particularly if, let's say, it's running good and everything, you turn it off, let it sit just a couple of minutes, crank it back up, it kind of runs rough for a few seconds when you first crank it up. That's another symptom. Not always, but a lot of times they'll do that too, just depending on how fast the coolant's leaking in. But yeah, yeah that can actually be tested for, David. They can, we can run what we call a hydrocarbon test, uh-huh. which most of the time will show that up because generally when the coolant's leaking into the cylinder, some compression is also leaking into the cooling system. Not always. It may not show it every time, but it's a fairly inexpensive test, and that would kind of confirm your fears. It is losing some water, but about once a well, week I have to put some water oh, okay. in it. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you're losing yeah, that if- much coolant, man, you need to get on that because what will happen – when you start losing coolant, you start ingesting air into the cooling system, which is a corrosive. And right. you'll end up, next thing you know, the radiator will go out, the heater core will go out, and start eating the cooling system up because it starts turning corrosive. And not only that, but that coolant that's getting into combustion chambers going out the exhaust through the right. catalytic converter. The it'll, converter is not designed to burn antifreeze. Oh, Lord, it'll everything. It'll wipe the converter out and well, everything else. what happens, you already got a fairly significant repair on your hands, but you can turn it into a major, major repair by allowing it to continue on. It's not one of those things you're going to be able to keep driving like that. You're going you're gonna to well, need to address it. Do you think it. that head is warped, or you think it's just a gasket, or you don't know? Well, it could be it. warped. It could be just a gasket, or the head could be cracked. You're going to have three. You've got to pull it off, send the head right. out to a machine shop, right. have them pressure test it. If it's warped, they can generally either straighten them or machine them. And yep. if it's cracked, sometimes they can repair that. Sometimes you have to replace the head. Now, I'm not seeing much steam or anything coming out. You're not of going to. No, it won't because the converter's burning it up. The See, converter's, that, that converter's 1,500 degrees. Right. It's going to vaporize okay. it. Okay. Okay. How expensive a job would that be? Moderately up over $1,000. And if you need a head, probably a good bit more than that. Now, 1500 maybe? Yeah, at right. least. At least. Depending on what you have to pay for a cylinder head. A lot of right. places actually sell remanufactured heads, and yep. if you got the time to wait, you can send your head off. They'll send you another head, and they don't care if they're cracked or not because they just average the cost, and they weld them, and they repair them and all that. That's mm-hmm. the least expensive way to get a head. If you have That's to go to Honda and buy a head, just the casting is about $700, and you still got to swap all the stuff over and all. So if you got 
more time, you can save some money. If you got more money, you can save some time. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, uh, I need to. I, I drive this car about eighty to hundred miles a day. Wow! Yeah, need to I jump need on to, that I, pretty fast. I need yeah. To fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And right, you so know, maybe we, maybe get by just putting a gasket on it. Do you do that? Type Absolutely, of work right yes, there? sir. I can do anything on it. Well, I may be coming to see you. Well, good deal. Thank you very much. Sir. Th- thanks, for calling, man. Bye bye. Four nine 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 five two six number. If you want to be part of the automotive hour, I'd love to have you. And let's see, we got time to take one more. Tommy online. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Lewis. Yes, sir. Two part question. What do you think about a, a 2006 Dodge Ram 5.9 diesel? And do y'all work on diesels over there? Uh, we don't do diesel service any longer, Tommy. I did it one time, but um, the guy who was doing it left, and I just never replaced him. The 5.9 is probably one of the best diesels. A lot of people like it a whole lot better than they do the new diesel that Dodge has come up with. That basically was an old industrial engine that Cummings made that they adapted to a truck. It's been around for years and years and years, almost bulletproof. I mean, the only thing that you want to do with it is make sure you keep the oil changed in it, use Chrysler filters, and particularly use a Chrysler air filter and change those frequently. What problems I've seen with them is where someone's putting either an aftermarket air filter or not changing the air filter often enough. And on a diesel, if you restrict that air filter, it'll basically suck it right into the engine. It'll pull it down into the box, and then dirt starts bypassing it, and the dirt ends up taking the rings out in them. But beyond that, with decent care, I mean, you can easily get 300,000 miles on that diesel. Okay, well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. 499-9526 is the number. Uh, Robert, if you can hold on through the break, we got to take a quick look, and we'll be right back. here with Baton Rouge's newest talk show, My Oh Mayan, dedicated to helping people who thought the world would end December 21st, 2012. Caller, you're on the air. Mike, I really thought the world was going to end. So what did you do? You see, Mike, I quit work and streaked through the cafeteria. I maxed out my credit cards, my grass is waist high, and I can't find my dog. I think the line I bought might have eaten him. And my car won't run. Hmm. Well, first, take your car into Agco Automotive so it'll get fixed right the first time. Then, take it in for regular maintenance to save money in the long run by keeping your car in good shape and operating at the lowest overall cost. If you want to learn more about why Agco is the place to go, visit agcoauto.com. That's A-G-C-O-A-U-T-O dot com. Well, Mike, there is one more thing. My neighbor DVR C-SPAN, and I promised I'd spend Sunday afternoons watching it with him. Now... I wish the world really would end. Sorry, uh, can't help you there, buddy. Hey, welcome back. If you just joined us on the Automotive Hour, I hope. Boy, I tell you, I'm tongue tied this morning. Today, yeah. <laughs> I'm your host, Louis Aldazan, with Mr. Brian Terry. Hey, True Tools, try to answer any automotive questions you might have. Why don't you go give us a call? 499 9526. We'll get you in touch with us. And we got Roger's been patiently holding. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. Yes, sir. I have a 2006 BMW 325i. Okay, sir. And I've, at times I hear a tapping sound from the motor. Other times, it's only sometimes. Yes, sir. And I also notice smoke coming out of the exhaust at times, even when it isn't cool, you know, enough to have smoke yes, sir. showing. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? Roger, my weak point, I guess my weakest point, I should say, is European cars, just because I don't ever work on them. But okay. traditionally... When you've got a tapping noise in the motor and some smoke, particularly if the engine is also maybe consuming some oil, that sounds like it's probably got some kind of an internal engine problem going on with How many miles are on the car? 70. Low miles? What kind of oil are you putting in it? 
the BMW synthetic, I always get them to change it. So, wow, yeah. That's strange. That is kind of peculiar, Roger. Does it have an oil pressure gauge in the car? No. I would probably have them check the oil pressure and make sure that it's maintaining proper pressure and the pressure's not dropping for some reason. Okay. Because generally, if you have any kind of a problem with one of the bearings or something, the first sign is going to be a loss of oil pressure. Gotcha. And that tells you that we've got an internal engine thing going on here. Is the engine consuming any oil? Are you having to add oil between changes? No, and it only gets changed once a year. Because I heard the tapping, I went to the computer and checked, man, you know, in the car to see if it showed it low, but it didn't. Yes, sir. So far as I know, it's, you know, normal. There's no dipstick with this car. (laughs) Yeah, and I hate those once-a-year oil change ideas. That's what brings this kind of stuff on, but that's what they say, and, you know, Mm -hmm. I know. But, you know, the number of engine internal engine problems that we've seen since they've gone to extended oil changes has absolutely just exploded okay i've been doing this since 1969 and i have probably put more motors in in the last five years than i did the first 40 years i was in business yeah i hear that a lot when i go to bmw yeah everywhere and it's all of them it's because they're pushing these just ridiculous oil change intervals i would almost assume that that's going to be some kind of an internal engine problem and like i said i wish i was a little more familiar with the european cars but i can't tell you i know of any particular thing in there but i would start off getting an oil pressure check on it gotcha. and if the oil pressure is low and i only had seventy thousand miles and i had followed their recommendation let them change all and put their oil in it i'd be looking for some kind of help on that I gotcha. said, hey guys <laughs> i did what you said now my motor's bad what are we gonna do about this you know gotcha. so yeah that would be the first thing to, to go with on it okay well all thank right. you very much i oh. enjoy y'all's show appreciate hey, thank it you. thanks roger appreciate your call man all right bye-bye, bye-bye. All right, we've got Robert's been patiently holding. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Doing great, sir. Doing great. I have a 2006 uh, GMC Envoy, the little Denali edition. Uh-huh. Uh, lately, I've been noticing, like, uh, overnight when I go to start it up in the morning, I hear pretty bad, like, like a squealing sound. Okay. After about um, after three or four minutes of driving on down the road, it, it completely stops. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. And then, and then I went out, walked the car, I started right back up. The squilling, I don't, I won't hear it anymore. Even once it sits all day at work with me, when I go out, it doesn't do it. But overnight, when I started every morning, now nah, when I started, I have about three minutes of that squilling noise. Yes, sir. What it's, you need to try tomorrow morning, Robert, is before you start it, be sure you turn the air conditioner completely off. Okay. And see if the noise is still there. Huh. And if the noise is gone when you turn the air conditioner off, there's two belts on that engine. There's a big yeah. serpentine belt, and there's a little bitty air conditioning belt. Right, I did see that because I looked at the, my first thing is I've changed the serpentine belt myself before a while, maybe less than a year ago. Yes, sir. It could be that little belt is squealing. And, and, and I've, I've never checked that belt down there yes, at sir. the bottom. Yes, sir. you got to watch because those are EPDM rubber. They're not neoprene, and they won't crack and they won't look worn out, but they will be worn completely out. And okay. when they're squealing, they're slipping. And what happens gotcha. when that EPDM gets hot, it just stops squealing. It's still gotcha. slipping, but it, it just quits squealing. Okay. And the danger is this can burn up the AC compressor because that slipping is building heat. In gotcha. fact, if you go on my website, there's an article. Just type in the letters EPDM or okay. serpentine belt or something to that effect, and it's got a whole article and tells you all about it. Okay, but, so, so that's it. Yes, go. I re- mean, you guys replace that belt. That. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. It's not a problem at all. 
it seems to be a tight fit. I'm not going to try it. It is pretty tight. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's much easier when you're standing underneath it and you have the shield down. You can access that tensioner real easy. Yeah, in a shop where you got to lift right. it and get well, it from the bottom. It. Right. So I'm, I'll be bringing it over to you guys <laughs> to do it. All, All right, right Robert. So. All right, thank you. I Thanks, man. Bye-bye. 499-9526 is the number. If you want to be part of the automotive, we would love to have you. And we've got Leslie online. Good morning, Leslie. Hey, Lewis. This is Leslie Grice. I hope y'all are having a good day today. Yes, great, sir. Thank you. I've uh, got a question. Uh, our Infinity that we just had in for uh, repair okay. with you guys uh -huh. uh, was totaled the week after. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, could have told it the week before. Yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> Well, um, I've been looking around. I just wanted to ask your opinion. Uh, for some reason, I'm drawn to the Subaru Outbacks. I wouldn't do it, Leslie. Okay. That's, I, I that's would not do it. And let me tell you why. It's not a bad car. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But there are no dealerships in this area. And right. parts are an absolute nightmare. Service yeah. is a nightmare. Warranty yeah. is a nightmare. I've got probably one or two people a week that call me with those cars and they just can't get them serviced and is my question yeah let's say you need something like a computer update well there's nobody around who has scan tools to fit them because there's not enough of them in the area for anyone to invest in the equipment now if you were up right. in the northeast or the northwest man those cars are everywhere and they are yeah, decently all over Colorado. yeah they're a pretty decent car but in this area i'm gonna tell you you're gonna hate it Every time you have to have it serviced, you're going to just cuss the car. You're way, yeah. way better off to go with something like a Toyota or a Honda that there's well, four, four or five major dealers. What we were looking at, uh, much, much better choice. And, well, that's going to please Rebecca then. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the, the full runner we were on. And I saw some Subarus, and I said, well, if I can't get Lewis's opinion on it, then I'm just going to hold on. Well, good deal. I appreciate you, you calling. Know, but, yeah, we see to. people really, really having problems with those. And it's not only the Subaru. It's any of the cars that just you know, like if you got a Aren't Fiat, it's the same thing. Right. Uh, not you, yeah, not a popular local car. Very, very difficult to get parts or service for. And if for some reason those guys decide to pull out of the United States like some of the other people have, then you're just stuck with a car you can't do anything with. Well, you guys are awesome. That's All right, man. Exactly what I wanted to know. Thanks All right, Ms. Leslie, thank you. Thank sir. you. Bye-bye. 499-9526 is the number if you want to be part of an automotive hour. And Nathan, if you're still listening, I wish you'd call back. Forgot to get your name and your address. Nathan was actually calling from Allen, Texas. And like every week, whoever calls in the furthest distance gets a free Agco t-shirt sent to them. So if you would call back or if you'll go to my website and just send me an email and let me know your mailing address and your size preference, I'll be sure to get that Agco t-shirt out to you. First thing Monday morning. You got it. USPS. That's right. And I don't even have to do that anymore. I've got Elizabeth trained for that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Huh? That's right. Hey, it is good to have a uh, little extra help. That's right. I, I was going to say something about I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I let, saved her. That's right. Better let that slide. <laughs> nah, she's doing a real good job for us. We brought her in uh, several months ago to help us in the office and she is really, I'm real pleased with her. She's, yeah, she's smooth take, things out. taking a lot of load off of us, You're helping us write work orders and keep the schedule straight and so on and so forth. So We even got a little help out, extra help out in the shop every once in a while. When That's right. It needs somebody to bleed breaks or whatever. And, of course, folks who have called us this year may have noticed that we've had a pretty significant backlog all year long. Uh-huh. There were actually a few times where we had to quit taking appointments just because we were getting so backed up. Right. And hopefully that will end after this week. we got a new technician starting Monday. Not actually new. He's a guy who was with us for many years prior. Right. Uh, Harvey's other son, Harvey Wilson's other son, Paul Michael, 
is coming to work for us on Monday. So uh, so we'll have five guys in the shop. That's right. Four, the, so. the, the Wilson brothers will be yeah. back, right. back out. So. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully that will help quite a bit with our backlog and right. get us caught up a little bit. Yeah, I noticed uh, Monday morning when we came back from vacation, we had – two people on the schedule and by 11 o'clock it was full the rest of the week yeah actually by eight o'clock we're full for the day and by 10 o'clock it was full for the week so how about that uh, that's a great problem to have but not real convenient for customers so yeah hopefully by adding a new we can pick up some more our new old guy <laughs> <laughs> well paul is going to work right in because he's worked in the shop for many many years back well, when harvey used right. to be in the building with us paul works side by side with josh and he's familiar with the way we do things he's not to mention, we all know him, so it's everybody not, knows it's not him. Bringing he's in a strange, familiar with guy. the way the shop is laid out, and so on and so right. forth. And of course, if Harvey Wilson raised him, you know he's he's going to total line. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for a fact. So anyway, we're looking forward to having him back. So hey, we're going to take one more quick little break, and we'll be right back with more in the Automotive Hour. Mike Rohn here with Baton Rouge's newest talk show, My Oh Mayan, dedicated to helping people who thought the world would end December 21st, 2012. Caller, you're on the air. Mike, I'm up the creek. So what did you do? I maxed out all my credit cards, sold my stocks, my house, and my boat so I could travel the world before the world ended. Kept my 85 Mustang, though. Well, one thing I can recommend is to take your car in for regular maintenance at Agco Automotive. By taking care of your car, you'll save money in the long run by not having to pay for huge repairs. And with the money you save, you can pay down some of that debt. If you want to learn more about why Agco is the place to go, visit agcoauto.com. That's A-G-C-O-A-U-T-O.com. There's one other big problem. I sold all my vital organs on a website in Uzbekistan, and now someone named Aziz keeps showing up on my caller ID. Well, hmm. Lay low, brother. Lay low. Hey, welcome back. If you just joined us, the Automotive Hour. I'm your host, Louis Aldazan, president of Agco Automotive. i got my co-host, Mr. Brian Terry, right here in the co-pilot seat. Hey, between two of us, we'll try to answer any automotive questions you might have. Why don't you go and give us a call? It's 499-9526. And we still got about 15 minutes, so we got plenty, plenty of time to answer several more questions. Several more questions, and that will be, I guarantee, a whole lot more interesting listening to me and Brian sitting here babbling back and forth to each other. <laughs> <laughs> give us a call, 499-9526. You know, we were talking during the break about ways that people get misled. Uh-huh. And this is so, so common today because our society has become one in which we tend to look for the best deal. And necessarily so because times are hard and everybody's always looking for a deal on stuff. But marketers have gotten well aware of that and they figured out a number of ways to make you think you're getting a good deal when you actually aren't. Right. And part of it is their brand name. Yeah, Their brand name had been so good for so long until people bought by brand name. That's right. You know, this filter was the best one on the market. That's right. Well, in several years, it has been shipped offshore. It's not half the filter it used to be, but they're still selling the brand name. Well, and a classic example of that, I went to buy some motor oil for the shop. And, of course, we buy in 55-gallon drums. And I needed some Rotella tea, which is a very, very high-quality oil with a good brand name. Correct. And the distributor that I call, who's pretty knowledgeable, says, well, now, which Rotella tea do you want? And I said, well, the TCJ4. He said, okay, which, is... which one? So what do you mean? 
He says, well, what Rotella has done, because they've got such a good name in the market, they've got four or five different grades of oil that they call Rotella now. Uh-huh. And they're all different oils at different quality levels. So you may be buying Rotella tea. If it's not what they say called triple protection, then it's not the same thing if you buy the base level oil. So right. you may think you're getting a better deal, but what you're getting is a cheaper product. And you start Which changing is, the oil in a well, diesel, you, you're talking 15 quarts. Well, yeah, and a $15,000 engine. Exactly. So let's say you've been using Rotella T triple protection, and it's been working really good for you, and all of a sudden, guy says, well, I can sell you that for a dollar a quart less. Uh-huh. Well, you switch into a cheaper product. And, right. Well, it's still got the same name. Well, you just got to read the fine print. <laughs> it's so, always in the fine print. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Give you the world in the big print and take it all away in the fine print. That's you know? it. But yeah, I just thought I'd pass that on. And that's just one example. Of course, there's countless more oh, out there. Definitely. Let's go to our phone lines with Anthony. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, guys. Yes, I sir. I enjoy your show and appreciate you taking my call this yes, morning. Yes, sir. Thank you. I have a, a question about my transmission. I have a, a V6 Mustang. 2006 and it has about 100,000 miles on it. All right, sir. Actually, I called between the holidays there to try to get lined up to get a service on it, and you all were busy, so hopefully I'll be getting in touch with you soon. But okay. I have one issue. There's a little hesitation when I put it in reverse. Okay. It seems like a, a little delay, and then it yes, kind sir. of jolts going into reverse. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the transmission seems like it works perfectly. Anthony, that's called delayed engagement, and I'm going to tell you the most common cause of that, there are a number of causes, but the most common cause is that it is light, slightly low on fluid. And I know you checked it, but what you need to do is go to my website and type into the search bar something like automatic transmission fluid. There is an entire article on how to check transmission fluid. Because when I tell you professional shops send me transmissions and say they're not low and we check them and they're two quarts low, that happens every single day. I mean, there's a whole procedure for checking it. That is by far the most common thing. And what you can do, Anthony, just to clarify this, is you can actually go buy a bottle of Mercon 5. Go ahead and dump like an extra quart in. It's not going to hurt it. It's not going to hurt it. Worst case, if it's over full, it might blow it out the dipstick. But just as a test procedure, go ahead and dump an extra quart. And if the problem goes completely away, then you know that's it. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and get it serviced anyway. Well, when you service it, we'll put the right amount back in. Right. Yeah. And I, but I was hoping that there wouldn't be any other issue. Now, there are the some things, you know, some seals on the uh, drums can cause that. They can get hard, and the fluid will bypass them, and it'll make it delay like that. And when the hot fluid runs past them, it'll soften them up, and they'll start working again. So there are some other things, but the most common thing by a wide measure is being a little bit low on fluid. Great. All right. Well, I'm going to get it in and let you change the fluid, and uh, hopefully that takes care of everything. All right, man. Perfect. Thank you Thanks all. Thanks for calling, man. Bye-bye. All right. Have a great day. Uh, thank you. 499-9526, a number if you want to be part of the automotive fire. And we've got Tim on the line. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning, fellas. I got a little bad news given to me the other day on my vehicle. Okay. I've got a 01 Chevrolet, a 4.8 V8, it's small 8 inch. Yes, uh-huh. sir. Mm-hmm. It's an 01. Mm-hmm. Head gasket on the passenger side is leaking. Okay. Uh, and I got 189,000 miles on it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. The body of the vehicle's in good shape. Yes, sir. The mm-hmm. in good shape. Mm-hmm. I was I was told by two different people that they wouldn't take the chance of changing the gaskets out for fear of other stuff going wrong after I did Tim, that. the symptom that you have, you're losing coolant? Yep. Yeah, it's and, and probably not the head rate. gasket. Yeah, it's probably not the head gasket. It's probably a cracked cylinder head. Those head yeah. gaskets almost never go out, but the head cracks internally. In fact, there's a whole article on my website on nothing but that one topic. And, yeah, we change those heads all the time. Got a truck in the shop right now we're changing. Kind of an expensive job, but... 
a lot less expensive than a new motor. And a 4.8 with 180,000 miles, the bottom end's probably still got half its life left in it or more. Now, if it's been going on for a long period of time, the no. engine the engine will be sludged up and it'll wipe the bearings out and then you're into a new motor. But we could evaluate it for you. But go to my website and just type in something like cracked head, and it's going to bring up an article. And go in there. It'll show you how to detect it and all that. The cylinder heads were made by a company called Castech. It's a Mexican company, and they did a defective job. They generally go 100 to 150, 180,000 miles, and they will crack right where the head bolt is at, and the coolant starts oozing out into the oil, and that's where, you, where your coolant's where your going. Where your coolant goes, and it also gets in the oil, which wipes the bearings out. Yeah, you end up wiping out the bearings and wiping the lifters out. I've been checking my dipstick. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had that problem years ago. I found out where it's getting, you know, where it's getting milky if the water's getting. Yeah, there. but I'm gonna yeah, tell you what: I, modern oil will not get milky. You got to have two quart coolant to get milky. Okay. It'll wipe the engine out way before you ever see anything. Right. It, so little glycol that even a lab has trouble picking it up can wipe an engine out. All right, ballpark figure to put a new head on. It. Well, you probably gonna want to go ahead and change both heads if you're in there. Right. You probably up around two grand somewhere if it hadn't took anything else out. All righty. All right, fellas. Thanks so much. Okay, Jim. Right, thanks, man. Bye bye. All right, four nine 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 five two six is the number if you want to be part of the automotive fire. And we've got Brian's been patiently holding. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing great, Good sir. Good morning. Good. No, I've been listening to y'all for a while. I want to call and get y'all's opinion on something. Okay, you bet. I've got a 07 Honda Ridgeline. Mm-hmm. The other day, somebody coming from a holiday party apparently cut me off, and I had to jump a curb to avoid an accident. Oh, okay. So uh, I notice now that my steering wheel is not running straight. Yes, okay. sir. Mm-hmm. Now, if I turn loose of the wheel going down the highway, It'll run true, mm-hmm. but you know I need to, I need to obviously get a, the alignment checked. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. These are really expensive Michelin tires mm-hmm. on this truck. As right. a matter of fact, they don't have twenty thousand miles on the new ones I just put on it. Yes, sir. Do I need to have those replaced? Do not necessarily. Alignment? No, sir. I would certainly check the alignment because if the steering wheel moved off center, Brian, there is nothing that can slip. Okay. That is a threaded adjustment with a locking sleeve with a bolt and nut holding it tight. It cannot slip. So something had to bend or move for the alignment to get out, you know, now, for the wheel to move off center. Now, okay. if you've been driving it for a while and you've chewed the tires up, then we may need to rotate the front to the back. And the tires are wearing. Looks like fine. Like yeah, said, as long as they're not okay. weak. Yeah, as long as they're not worn off. As long as the tires are not worn, then if you catch it soon, you can prevent having to replace tires. But if it did move the wheel off center. It changed what they call toe. Right. And toe is an extreme tire wear angle. It's mm-hmm. going to eat tires up pretty darn fast. Okay. If it's towed in, it'll eat the outside. If it's towed out, it'll eat the inside. Right. Right. But, I and, mean, uh, it won't take long. Okay. And y'all do alignment? Absolutely. Oh, yes, sir. That's 40 years ago. So we started out, we were strictly in alignment and frame shop. That's all we did for a number of years. And, and slowly we've become full service. Depending on what got bent, we can actually straighten suspension parts yeah. and, and frames and things like that also. We're so a we can, full service frame shop. Right. So, I mean, we can straighten anything on it or replace any part it would need. We can diagnose any part of it. Okay, good deal. I'll, I'll call early Monday morning and try and get an appointment for That sounds week. great. Sounds Thank great. Thank you very much. Okay, Brian. Thanks for calling, man. Bye-bye. 499-9526 number. If you want to be part of the Automotive Eye, we would love to have you. Just go ahead and give us a call. Still got a few minutes to that's, answer a couple more calls. You betcha. We'll slip them right on in there. You know, that's a thing that folks have to really kind of watch out for. There's an old wives' tale, I guess, that a lot of people still believe. And people will tell you, well, you knocked it out of alignment. Uh huh. You don't knock a car out of alignment. No, you There's nothing got, there to move or slip. You physically have to bend something. Something either bends or wears out or moves or gets broken when the steering wheel moves off center like right. that. 
it was straight before, now it's all center. Something has happened. And so you want to get it in just as quick as you can because at this point it could be as simple as just realigning the front end. Uh-huh. But if you're driving around and wear two tires out, well, now at very least you still have to line the front end, plus you have to buy a couple of tires. Exactly. So not anything to be gained by putting it off. And we've got Randy on the line. Good morning, Randy. Hey, good morning, Lewis. Yes, sir. Yeah, driving a 98 Honda Accord. Uh-huh. Been a great car. Mm-hmm. A couple years old when I bought it. And it's got 230,000 miles wow, on it. Wow, that's great. Doesn't burn oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, no smoke. Seems to run good. Two issues, though. One of them, kind of been noticing it for a while. And I had another mechanic look at it who has since gone out of business out uh-huh. here. And uh, he had to retire for health reasons. Said my rear engine seal. Yes, sir. Rear main seal. Is leaking. Uh-huh. And it is making a little oil. Yes, sir. Okay. You know, in my garage. Yes, sir. And... Given that the car is still running good, everything, I mean, does it, at this point, I guess it makes sense to change that out, Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. That's not too horrible a job. I mean, it's big, but it's not, I mean, you got to pull the transmission out to do it. You're probably talking in a six or $700 range, but, I mean, what, what in the world are you going to buy for $700? Well, exactly. I mean, and, you couldn't, for $7,000, you probably uh, couldn't replace it. Yeah, and also, the transmission really hasn't been serviced in a long time. Not a good time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. To do, do right. that at the same time. Absolutely. Every now and then I know it's a little slip in life between first and second when the car is cold. Yeah, well, a good service may clear that up. Worst case, it's going to help with it. Yeah, and I guess that that's pretty much the only issues that I know of on this car mm-hmm. other than, you know, a little light being out here and there, yeah. like the light on the clock and the little light that lights up the odometer. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's out, but I know that's what happens when cars start getting ah, Yeah, just like people. I got some things on me that don't work yeah, anymore either, but exactly. I hope we're good for a few more years. Yeah, <laughs> but something like that, I guess just maybe call up, try to get out there. I don't think there's anybody out this way that could do that kind of work for me that I know of. Really. I'm not sure. We do a lot of that work because we've got a trans- full transmission shop, so pulling transmission is no big deal. Of course, we work on a ton of Hondas, but... Yeah, just check around, and if we can help you, call Elaine Monday morning. She can set up an appointment and get it in. We can take care of it. Normally yeah. in and out in one day. If not, you can go to the website. and So even it. even with the transmission service and all of that, kind of including that, that Absolutely. in and out? Yes, sir, one day's day time. Kind of yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's getting it to you guys really first yes, thing. Yes, sir, I need, morning, I need right? it first thing like at 7 o'clock, I and you'd roll out by 5, 530. I got you. Good enough. Thank right. you so much. Okay, Randy, right. thanks for calling, man. Right. Bye-bye. We are just about out of time, but I want to tell everybody, just in case you didn't get a chance to call in today and something occurred to you during the week. That's right. You can always visit the website and get your questions answered there. Mm-hmm. The address is agcoauto.com. That is A-G-C-O-A-U-T-O.com. Contact bar on every page. Just send Lewis an email. That's right, and you'll get an answer right on back from me. That's one of those things I always enjoy hearing from folks just because it gives me ideas for things to add to the site. I see the sorts of things that people are interested in, the sorts of information that they need. So it's not annoying. Hey, one guy says, well, I hate to bother this. Man, it's not a bother. That's my job. <laughs> well, as long as it's coming through the email. That's right. And we yeah, can just don't that call way. me on the phone or come by because I'm a nice guy, but I just can't stop and talk right. to folks. We're extremely the day, so. busy. Hey, I want to tell everybody how much I appreciate them listening this morning and every Saturday morning on Automotive Hour. I'd like to thank all our podcasters for listening this week and every week. And tell your friends, let's get some more people listening. That's right. Go on iTunes, give us a ranking if you don't mind. We sure appreciate it. Preceding was opinion based on our experience in the automotive industry. Hey, have a great weekend.